Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. The state assembly results are on expected line. So let us go back to regular programming. I have with me today Karthik Gopina joining us after a hiatus after a hiatus of a few months, he has been really busy promoting and growing this channel. Today, we're going to talk about a very important topic, but let's first welcome our guest of the evening. Karthik, Namaskaram and welcome to P Guru's channel. Varankam, Namaskaram and happy to be on the show again after a really long hiatus and uh, thanks for inviting me. And the pleasure is all ours, Karthik. So I want to set the context. This is not going to be a long talk here, so please tune in. You can listen to this and go back to watching assembly results. Nothing is changing there. This is what happened. DMK won big in the city elections. All the elections that took place, you know, uh, city, village, town, whatever you want to call it, metro. And, and then something interesting happened. Now, we're going to first set the context here by saying that the mayor that got nominated or, I don't know, appointed by DMK, this person was elected on a scheduled caste seat, a seat that was reserved for scheduled caste. And turns out that she is a Christian. Now, remember, a scheduled caste person loses all her scheduled caste benefits if she converts to other religions. Now, this is where the sticking point is. So... To understand a little bit more what is happening, how they have been trying to camouflage this, how they are trying to whitewash all these things, we're going to share some slides with you. But more importantly, let's listen to Karthik. Karthik, take it away. Uh, so, uh, the flag bearers of affirmative action, social justice, reservation, and uh, justice for the historically, socially, and educationally backward classes, the DMK, have come up with a trick, uh, which is a very old one. Uh, out here in Chennai, let me uh, set the context straight for the viewers. Priya Rajan, who is supposed to be a young girl belonging to the scheduled caste community, uh, won her elections, uh, won her ward elections from a, a seat reserved for the scheduled castes. That's all okay there, and we are happy that uh, uh, the historically jeopardized are given a chance, and that is the entire idea of social justice. But before saying that she's a Christian, I'll uh, point out uh, various uh, uh, evidences which point towards the inevitable. I'm not saying it's, uh, she's a Christian because it's very difficult to prove that a person is Christian when they carry a Hindu name. This is a very difficult thing to prove. But uh, let us look at all the claims that have come in the social media. And even before going into those claims, uh, first of all, you'll have to understand that after you know her victory in the indirect election where uh, DMK had nominated her uh, to be the Chennai mayor and she was uh, she won the post uh, pretty much unopposed. There was no much, not much opposition because the entire uh, Chennai corporation uh, was uh, occupied by the DMK uh, uh, people. Having said that, the first person she goes and meets is Yesra Sarbanam. Who is Yesra Sarbanam? Yesra Sarbanam is a person who is uh, rapidly anti-Hindu. He is rapidly anti-Hindu so much so that he openly states in a stage the very person that uh, is being shown on the stage who's having his hands on his, uh, on his cheek uh, is a cheeky guy. Uh, so this guy uh, says openly on the stage that uh, the very name Hindu irritates him to the core. Also, he says that if anybody comes with the name Hindu, I'll punch him in the face and make him bleed. And this is the kind of person that they go and seek their blessings from. Also, uh, after her nomination, there was a lot of human cry that, listen, uh, DMK is the flag bearer of women empowerment. 
uh, and they've also uh, brought in youth into the politics. Let me set the context straight. Every youth who's been given a seat by the DMK in these local elections um, uh, has a connect with the DMK. I mean, like the dynastic politics continues even in the ward level. It used to be at the MP and MLA level. Right now, uh, families uh, belonging to the DMK who've been there, who've done stuff, who are close to the, the main family are given a chance here. So there's nothing new. It's not youth empowerment. It's not women empowerment. This particular person, uh, uh, Srimati Priya Rajan, her grandfather, uh, Chengai Shelman, uh, was a MLA. So it's it's also hinting towards dynastic politics. Now, getting back to the, the entire uh, issue, uh, this particular person, Priya Rajan, after being elected, we get to know a lot more about her. And uh, even after getting elected, see, this is the way uh, under the garb of women empowerment, under the garb of social justice, people are used as pawns by uh, you know powerful ministers. So this person goes out for a press meet. And what do you expect in a press meet? You want to know about the ideology of the uh, young candidate. You want to know about the uh, uh, the various schemes that she'd be implementing, her uh, modus operandi, what will be her priorities. These are the things that you want to know from a, a victorious candidate. But instead, what happens is she's being tutored in a press interview by the HRNC minister, mind you, by the HRNC minister. And sources reveal that the, she was handpicked by the HRNC minister to be the Chennai mayor, and she's the uh, person uh, of uh, HRNC uh, uh, minister. So she stands right behind her, and any question that is posted to her, she prompts to her, uh, we will work according to the plans of the CN. And she repeats it like a parrot. Okay. And after that, uh, while leaving the press conference, um, this uh, uh, HRNC minister jocularly says that uh, are these the questions you ask a little kid? So, greater cooperation of Chennai, uh, where you know 1.5 crore people reside in that entire uh, jurisdiction of GCC, uh, is being headed by a kid. Is that what you want to say? Is that the message that you want to pass on to the public? And she is being tutored. So, these are, this is the context in which the entire uh, election has happened. And this is uh, the way uh, the DMK is treating the victorious candidate. This is one part. Also, to set uh, things in perspective, uh, the, the viewers abroad might not be aware of the kind of election that happened here. Recently, uh, there was this, uh, uh, you know, what happens when there are equal number of votes in a ward, they use, they use a, a, you know, a lucky draw. So anybody who uh, whose name pops up will be the winner. You have 50 votes, 50 votes each. The person whose name appears in the lucky draw will be the winner. So an independent candidate had won against the DMK candidate and she had videographed it. But it so happened that the other person, the DMK candidate, was declared winner by the elect election official. And then they went to the high court. The high court um, asked the official, why did you do this? And his answer was very simple. I was coerced to do this. This is there in all the papers. So this is the kind of election that has happened. And you can uh, understand what kind of indirect election has happened. They've handpicked people, uh, uh, you know, uh, allegedly who are dummy candidates and who listen to people. So there's an advantage, added advantage in such a scenario. You don't have responsibility, but at the same time, you have the power because you operate the person. So this is the biggest allegation against all the uh, selected mayors. So party standards are not given a chance. And that's why there was a huge problem in the entire state in different constituencies, in different wards where people have alleged that, see, I've been in DMK for the last 40 years, I've served the DMK, I've served the party for such a long time, but I'm not given a chance. So th this is the background of the entire election. And now she's chosen the mayor. Then we started digging into the uh, you know background of this person. 
So again, I'm telling you, it is very difficult to point out this person is a Christian because of the inherent loopholes present within the system. They carry a Hindu name, but they also have membership within a church. Having membership within a church indicates only one of the two things: either that uh, you are a you know born Christian or you are a converted Christian. But the problem is, it is very difficult to get the uh, you know details from the church, especially when uh, the party in power is the uh, you know a candidate supporter. So. Let's go into the details. So there was this website uh, called as UCA News. Okay, uh, UCA News published <laughs> an article saying that Dalit Christian woman is youngest mayor of India, India's Chennai city, which is supposed to be one of the biggest corporations in the country. So they used the word Dalit Christian woman. So and then we get into the article, and then we understand that she is a member of the uh, you know uh, the Christian community in one of those churches. Even before this happened, we could, you know, uh, we managed to uh, look into a few other things about her where we saw this uh, Facebook post from a guy by the name Santosh Prem Winfred. Santosh Prem Winfred. So we went into the profile of this person and then we checked all the profile, all the, uh, the, the Facebook posts were about uh, the man upstairs, uh, Jesus Christ, and uh, that is totally understandable. But this particular post where he openly declares that my family member becomes Chennai mayor, Miss Priya Rajan, family member, former DMK uh, MLA uh, Chengai Selvam, he is my uncle. You get the point? So there is close Christian connections within the family, which also points towards one thing. And then we uh, stumble upon, upon another Facebook post uh, by a person by the name John Udaranan. Since it's written in Tamil, I'll you know, go back and uh, read it and then translate it to uh, English for the convenience of the viewers. Here it is said that Christopher Archi Adhigaratil Vandulatarkaga Devanak Nandri Selutvom. We will thank the God for bringing a Christian in. Uh, in power, Tarpodia Senne Mayor Priya Christopher Voteri ECI Church member. So he says um, the current Chennai Mayor is a member of the Voteri ECI Church. So every church maintains a ledger. So if you can get a hand or a hand on that ledger and try to find out, which they will definitely not divulge, which they will definitely not give up for obvious reasons. You can understand whether uh, I mean she's a member of that particular church or not. So this is the uh, you know, this all these points towards one thing that people who have converted, you know, they don't want to reveal that they have converted, but at the same time, they want to use all the benefits which is available for the scheduled caste within the Hindu religion. So any person who converts according to the law loses the benefit of reservation. And this is well known. And that is why a particular sect within Christianity has a trend. They do not change their name. They have the same name. And they do not change their, uh, you know, uh, religion. So everything is maintained the same, but their allegiance is towards another faith. This is a point that needs to be checked. So all I'm saying is, uh, for Facebook posts, for insidious uh, Twitter posts, the police becomes very active. The state election commission, which is already, uh, you know, uh, under scrutiny by the high court for, you know, the kind of allegations that uh, are upon them, and the officials openly stating that they are being coerced. So in this particular case, they have to be checked. The background check needs to be done. And there needs to be two things done by the legislature. One is an anti-conversion law for which we've been battling for a long time. And the second thing is, uh, you know, proper, proper background check of uh, scheduled caste candidates so that the benefit goes to the real scheduled caste who belong to the Hindu 
uh, fake. If this is not done, this trend will continue and pseudos and cryptos might, uh, you know, get into the system, thereby leading to cultural degradation and also silently becoming stooges of, uh, you know, uh, Western thoughts. Absolutely. And uh, see, the point I think both of us are trying to make is the real genuine scheduled cast candidate is missing out. So the, the reservations are created for these people because it is acknowledged that they did not get all the breaks that they deserved at an earlier time. All that is now down uh, out the window. Then what is the point of giving reservations? So absolutely. Uh, go ahead. No, absolutely. So that is the whole point. Uh, uh, the point of reservation is uh, affirmative action to bring those people, give uh, those people who are uh, historically, you know, uh, subject to a lot of evils, a head start. And still, uh, after that, they need to be, uh, they need to uh, become equals with the other castes and other communities, thereby establishing social justice. So once they intend to move out by hook or crook, they might be coerced or they might be going out voluntarily. It is a choice they have taken. So now, if you still give benefits to the uh, the other religions, then it defeats the purpose of proselytization. It defeats the purpose of conversion. That it clearly shows that you can do this, you can have the cake and eat it too. The very title that you had chosen. This is going to um, be a huge problem uh, for the Hindu population because eventually everybody will be uh, using this tactic in the book and they will try to uh, make use of the reservation. Recently, it happened in one of the high court judgments. There was an observation made uh, by the Honorable uh, Justice that, listen, there was one member of the very same high court I'm sitting who uh, claimed the benefits of a, a scheduled caste, but during his, uh, I mean, after his death, he was, you know, cremated according to Christian rituals, which points out to the inevitable. It points out to the obvious. It shows that people are you having the same name of a Hindu name. They retain the name, but they follow another culture. They follow another faith. They become member of a church, and still the system is inefficient to track that. You know. Um... The, this is this is what is wrong about this reservation system and many people are asking how do we fix this well you fix this by being vigilant and if somebody supplies you proof you go and look it down i mean there will be at some place they would have uh, gained uh, or, or you know got some benefits for being what they are that is by being a christian so even one instance if we can prove it that essentially uh, uh, violates and, and invalidates their SC status and therefore after that that person no longer will be uh, the uh, uh, the will be the ward member so they either they, he gets disqualified then the mayor post gets disqualified and more importantly these kind of lies that are being peddled by DMK these need to be brought to the front 200 plus temples are destroyed but not a single church not a single mosque She's sitting on illegal property touched. What sort, what sort of social... I'm not sure of the numbers. I'm not sure of the numbers, but in large number of temples have been destroyed. I can list at least 20 ever since the MP got into power. But 200 is, is probably an overstatement at this point. But historically, if you count the numbers, I'm sure it will add up to the same. Having said that, the Supreme Court in 2015 ruling has clearly stated that if you convert to another faith, if you cease to be a Hindu, then you stop getting the benefits of reservation that is available for the scheduled castes and the scheduled tribes. That is clearly mentioned by the uh, Supreme Court. Also, uh, Sri Ravishankar Prasadji, 
who was a law minister then, had clearly stated that once you convert your benefits of a SC uh, are you know uh, forsaken, you have given up the benefits of uh, a scheduled caste that is available in the constitution. All that benefits goes away because this is only available for the Hindus. Despite making the position clear, both from the legislate, uh, legislative standpoint and the judicial standpoint, this problem is very difficult to tackle because of the concept of cryptos, uh, crypto Christians, of which I'm sure you've uh, spoken at length at uh, different uh, points in time. Yeah, we have the same problem with Punjab Chief Minister. There's no problem saying that he's a Christian, but he wants to schedule caste benefits. He wants he's a Dalit. He wants to have those benefits and it's the same problem. Like he wants to have the cake and eat it too. Luckily, I think he's going to lose today. Why luckily? Why luckily? The people have seen the in both, the, both the seats. Yeah. I mean, people have seen through these lies and I think that's where things stand. But uh, Karthik, one thing that has to be done, there has to be a bulletproof way to catch these things. And I'm not sure nothing comes to my mind. I have to apply my mind before I come up with a solution. But certainly, you know, these kinds of things have to be caught and we have to make it mandatory that everybody has to uh, cast their votes. 100%. 100% of those people who can uh, cast votes must cast votes. This is something that India needs to really work towards because only then you will know that the true voice of the people has been heard. There are some countries in, in Europe that mandate that everybody has to vote. And if you don't vote, you have to pay a fine. So anyway, go ahead. Also, yeah. also uh, a lot of people have been asking me if this case is so clear, if it's open and shut, why isn't the BJP taking it up? I think the BJP should not take it up at this juncture. Because, uh, see, basically, there is already this uh, propaganda going on that uh, BJP is anti-minority, especially in Tamil Nadu. That is the very basis of their uh, allegations against uh, uh, BJP in Tamil Nadu, that they are anti-minority and they are pro-Hindutva and they are only a Hindu party. It used to be Brahmin-dominated party. And ever since uh, Anamalai took charge, it's going to be a Hindu party and so on and so forth. So I don't think electorally it is wise for them to take it up. But people, you know, people can, you know, uh, go on... Uh, use the PIL route to prove this. But for this, again, uh, to prove it legally based on uh, uh, admissible evidence in the courts, it is going to take some time. And uh, the courts need to be very liberal. And if the courts really are the flag bearers of uh, uh, the social justice, you know, uh, if they really work for the uh, downtrodden, they should make it a point that such people, you know, if, if they do exist, that uh, such people who convert and still enjoy the benefits of reservation need to be dealt with strictly. I think the Kerala High Court had once dealt with this uh, recently where one Christian who claimed to uh, be a scheduled caste was stripped of his post. So one High Court has done this. So there is a judicial precedent. But again, to prove it in the courts becomes all the more difficult. Um, uh, you know, as long as, you know, uh, you don't have photos of baptism, uh, you don't have photos of marriage, you don't have photos of, uh, you know, cremation, where all these uh, rituals of Christian uh, faith are being followed and yet they claim benefits of uh, reservation. So now they're getting smarter and they're, you know, doing the crypto way, the proper crypto way. So courts need to step in and PIL would be the route. I don't think BJP will uh, take the risk of uh, going to the courts for this. And uh, going by precedence, we also understand that uh, to prove electoral frauds, it takes a long time. And by then, the tenure is also over. So I, I hope and pray that there is change. And uh, after this, uh, uh, you know, five state elections, I'm sure 
BJP will be emboldened to take such steps across different, uh, uh, you know, states in the country where this proselytization and uh, conversion activities needs to be stopped. See, if there needs to be reformation, it has to be from within. If the same applies to other uh, communities, like for for Islam, they say that if there needs to be reformation, it has to happen from within. Why is the Hindu community not given that choice? So that question needs to be asked, and there needs to be a lot of. Uh, enlightenment uh, for the uh, masses, uh, especially the uh, the marginalized sections and the scheduled castes and scheduled tribes, where I'm, I'm, I can openly say that uh, the Hindu community, the dominant community has not done as much as it could probably in order to you know keep them away from this uh, uh, the, the big uh, net that is thrown upon them by the missionaries. And, and viewers, if you go looking for the data that we have published here, some of it has been sanitized, meaning it has been taken out. Yeah. And, and they are hoping that, you know, people won't notice. But then before we came online, we got all the data and it's all captured. So if Can you show you wants, there you go. So two days back, it was the Dalit Christian woman is the youngest mayor of India's Chennai city. And then it now becomes Dalit woman. So they've, you know, they thought that it was clever, but then they... Uh, they don't notice that these days people are very, very wary of what they are posting. And so they keep a track of what's happening with the post. So it becomes Dalit, from Dalit Christian woman, it becomes Dalit woman is youngest mayor of India's uh, Chennai city. So my problem is, see, listen, under the uh, garb of social justice, you do so much, you know, and you tend to believe that people wouldn't notice. A proper background check will reveal a lot. A proper background check will reveal a lot. And if you dig deeper, I'm sure there'll be a lot of skeletons coming out of the closet. And this trend we've noticed in Andhra, we've noticed in Punjab, we've noticed, noticed uh, elsewhere. So this needs to stop if uh, the benefits have to go to the really uh, underprivileged and the deprived sections of the society. You know, Uman Chandi was the, the chief minister of Kerala for many terms. I think two terms, I think, or probably more. Nobody had a problem with that. It, it, the thing is, you don't lie when you are, you know, going to occupy one of the more significant positions. That is what is the problem here. This is deception. Skullduggery. Anyway, thank you so much, Karthik. And we'll be back with more conversations with Karthik. Hopefully, we'll figure out a way to make sure that Karthik can carve out a little bit of time for us for uh, sharing his thoughts on what's happening. And once again, thanks for joining. Please like share and subscribe to our channel and do not forget to click on the bell button thank you karthik namaskar thank you uh, shri see you soon bye bye namaskar